0: welcome back to another episode of the solution central podcast so uh, today uh... we're just gonna keep it pretty simple for this episode and we're just gonna be going over our all-star picks um, so that's five starters five reserves and then two wildcard spots for each conference so um, without further ado we can just jump right into our picks so um, we can start off with one? Western or Eastern?
1: Let's start with the, start with the East. Eastern? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> East is really interesting. There are so many players that I feel like if they were in the West, they would have made the All-Star game. But then... Yeah. Northern,
0: no, I feel like with they, the East, yeah. there's there's a bunch more snubs.
2: Yeah, season. for sure.
0: The Eastern Conference. Um. So, I mean, we can just... Um, start with the guards then for our starters so alright um, so
1: first I have is Bradley Beal you guys have him as starters
2: yeah I did no. I, I had him as starter <laughs> it. Yeah. I I, feel I he's like, definitely
0: yeah, a star, he's the, not an all-star but
1: no, no, no. not a starter alright well my two are James Harden and Bradley Beal
2: oh, uh, mine was Kyrie and Bradley Beal I
0: had Kyrie and Jalen Brown <laughs> yeah
2: but, I I yeah, think I we think all have the same like four. Yeah, I think we Maybe, all have the yeah, same I feel four. Like
1: those four are like yeah. for sure could Guard. be starters. Yeah, I mm-hmm. feel like they could be starters. Uh, I don't know. For me, I was debating. I I gave it Bradley Beal because he's averaging like thirty something points. But then for James Harden and Kyrie, I I was debating between those two, and I just gave it to James Harden because of what he's able to do, like, uh, assist and, like, facilitating-wise.
2: Yeah, I just gave it to Kyrie because, first of all, his, like, level of efficiency this year is, like, kind of ridiculous. And, um, you know, I think Harden, like, we were all kind of wondering who was going to kind of take the backseat scoring-wise, and I think um, Harden was the unselfish one here. He's kind of become the playmaker, and, you know, Kyrie's, like, putting up, like, almost 30 a game, so...
0: Yeah, um, honestly, I pretty much have the same reason as you, and I think there was a stretch where James Harden was doing pretty bad before he got traded, so I feel like that kind of lowers his, um. not by much, but for me, I just feel like Kyrie's been much more consistent this year, and um, you know, missed a couple of games, but it's. I think Kyrie's just, the way he's been so efficient with the ball, and I feel like now that he's accepted James Harden as like the facil- facilitator of the team. The true point guard. I feel like Kyrie's game is gonna open up a bit more, so I just have to give it to Kyrie, honestly. And in terms of Jalen Brown, I feel like that. I was debating between him and Beal to be honest, but I mean, just the fact that the Wizards are still in last place, and Boston, I mean, they're 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 like the fifth seed, I think, something like that. But you know, still Jalen Brown's been a you know a surprise. I feel like with Bradley Beal, we've all just come to accept like, oh, this man is gonna put up 30 a game. You know, it's like that kind of is, like, the expectation for Bradley Beal. But Jalen Brown taking another huge step like this and, you know, being an anchor for the team, for the Celtics like this, I don't think anyone could have saw this coming. And he's playing, you know, pretty efficiently as well. So I, I just have to give it to Jalen because I feel like he was more of a surprise and his team is doing a bit better. So I just gave it, I gave him the slight edge over Bradley Beal. Yeah,
1: I feel like all our picks are
0: yeah. Our picks. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're you- the lot- Anyways,
1: yeah, for your right. starters, you need a combination of those four players. I feel like mm-hmm. any other combination wouldn't be justice, right? Yeah, yeah, it go
0: wrong with those four, <coughs> like, honestly.
1: And then I hope we have the same front court, right? Oh, yeah, KD, uh,
2: yeah. Honest, Me and Giannis, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Giannis, Definitely. dude, you know what? I feel like Giannis <coughs> talking about Giannis this season is kind of crazy, like. Because because he's the back to back M V P it's like I guess people are just bored yeah. of Giannis or like they just don't want to talk about him but he's been quietly I can't believe we're saying quietly. He's putting up a great season again and I mean the Bucks are are they the second seed or the third seed? They're second, They're second right now. Second, yeah. They're the second seed, you know, because of Giannis. So. Compared to last
1: year, second seed doesn't look that good because last that's year yeah, I mean, that's by true. by far that's the true. first seed, so That's true. So yeah, I feel like that's why they haven't really been talking about Giannis. But yeah, Giannis is still playing up twenty-eight and eleven. Uh, his free throws are still the biggest weakness, but yeah, he's still been he's still been really solid offensively, defensively. MB as of right now, I still have him as the front run, front runner for MVP. Yeah, and KD has been he is like the leader of the Nets. And it shows definitely like when he sits out, the Nets are a lot worse than Mm -hmm. like when he's playing. Like compared to like, oh, if Kyrie sits out, I still feel like the Nets are still better than like if KD sits out. Like you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree
0: because KD's scoring is just can't find a replacement for that. The the volume and efficiency at which he can score is actually insane. I still, I still can't believe how this man recovered hundred percent from his Achilles injury. Like he's even better. That's I know he's even better. Game. He's putting up better numbers in yeah. his MVP year, and just can't believe that. Like you know how like we, we talked about it earlier, like only one player has ever come back from an Achilles injury, and probability of um, you know you not coming back to like even eighty percent of your form is pretty damn high. But the fact that KD's even better is just scary, and then. You just can't ignore that. This man has to be a starter lock. Like, there's no debate with that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I saw somewhere on Instagram, it said that what KD has done this year is more impressive than what LeBron's doing at 36. And I'm not going to lie, I think I agree with it. The way he's come back from the
2: injury. Tear, yeah.
1: And then, yeah, he's been... You know, like, that's only happened with Dominique Wilkins, where they've gone better. And he's
0: done exactly that exactly that feels like katie never lost the step you know what i mean like yeah it doesn't seem like he's been out for over a year like i think i think honestly i would agree with that too like lebron being at 36 you know i feel like it feels like a tom he's like the tom brady obviously of the nba like every year people are gonna downplay oh this is the year he's gonna regress but he still plays like an mvp i feel like we should kind of come to accept that then KD is just like, there's so many more question marks with um, his return. So then, I, I have to agree with that statement, honestly. Injuries are just so much more a question mark than just age.
1: Anything else we want to add on for KD, Giannis, or M B?
2: No, no, not really. <laughs> And we already got our bench guards out of the way pretty much, right? Like
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. It's the other four guys. So yeah. for me, uh I have Kyrie and Jalen Brown as my bench.
2: Yeah. I just had Brown and Harden.
1: Yeah, I had
0: Harden and Beal.
1: Yeah, we we've already talked a lot about them. I feel like we don't really need to get into depth with them. They're they all all four of them have just had like amazing seasons so far. Yeah. then we can go to forward <sighs> This is... This is, <sighs> Man, it was God. Let's go one at a time. Like, one player at a time.
0: Okay. So, I feel like one forward we all should have. Do guys have Jason Tatum? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Jason yes. Tatum You're is perfect. for sure one of the forward reserves. Um, I mean, him alongside Jalen Brown are the leaders, obviously, at the Celtics now. And he's been putting up great numbers as well. And I feel like even though he was out for a while because of health and safety protocols, I think that's going to affect him too much because he still had. I mean, he's like a great scorer, uh, plays pretty solid defense. I feel like he's obviously the number one scoring option for the team. So i got to give it to Jalen for this one. Not Jade, sorry, Jason Tatum.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he has missed some games, but he's. Already played like twenty games, right? So it's not like he missed like yeah, it, it's not like he was yeah. qualified or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Whereas like, what I'll just say this, right? Like, I'm pretty sure we we all don't have Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I don't. He, just because <laughs> he, missed,
2: he missed like missed a month,
1: almost half. He's yeah, missed, almost yeah, he half. Missed, this season he missed so far. twelve games this season, so I mean, like, so yeah. Nah. Whereas like Jason Tatum, <laughs> he's only missed like a few, right? So
0: yeah, yeah. four, four like, or five games, something like that. So it's not it won't it's not as much as Jimmy, obviously. So yeah it will
1: yeah he's
2: missed five games he's missed five games
0: yeah it's not gonna affect nah, Shane, the change second second yeah. front court um i had hard. yeah i had chris middleton mm. me too me too Ooh, no, I, did not, I, I didn't I didn't put chris middleton <laughs> not at all oh i put Night it on my walk card.
2: Oh, my oh wow. interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah well, Oh, I, I, right, like, I to, Come on, I have on fantasy. Chris Middleton. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 Like, at least you so, have um, him
1: in. At least you have him in. Right. I've seen some people who like haven't had him wonder. in the All Star at all, which is insane. Crazy. Especially because uh,
0: yeah, isn't well, his efficiency still like?
2: Yeah, it's he's shooting like fifty-one percent, fifty-one percent.
0: And you know. You know what's been crazy His playmaking. No, oh yeah, facts. Chris facts. Willis, Chris Milton's playmaking is actually improved so much. Like, I never would have thought this man would be giving me like six and a half assists per game. I never would have thought that.
1: Chris Middleton is fifty-one, forty-five,
0: ninety.
2: Yeah, that's, that's that's ridiculous. Insane.
0: How is that yet, not? Yeah. How is that not an all-star? knot? Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I just that. Yeah. Um. Oh, what is it? I I actually just um put Sabonis, but honestly, they are very switchable for me. Like yeah. you put Sabonis in the wild card spot and then put Middleton in the uh, forward reserve. Like, yeah. Sabonis yeah. is my other
1: forward. So you you guys said all three of my forwards: Tatum, Sabonis, Middleton.
0: <laughs> um. I had to, I had to give it to Sabonis because I mean the paces are the I I don't know the standings. They're the, they're the fifth seed right now. And besides Brockton, like, who's been playing insane? It's Sabonis and the team or two, I guess. But Sabonis is the anchor of the Pacers, obviously. And um. what else to say? <laughs> I'm blanking out. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Also,
1: the the Pacers have had many injuries, right? Like, mm-hmm. TJ Warren. Paris uh, uh, Levert, no. Paris Levert, yeah, could play. He... He's out yeah. for basically, like, the whole season. So, yeah, the fact that they're still, like, a top five team with all these injuries just shows, like, how well this team is all around. And Sabonis is the leader. So, that's why I gave him the all-star, I all-star vote.
2: Yeah, um, I put Sabonis on my wild card, and I instead put Julius Randle.
0: Oh, I feel like you have to mention
2: it for sure. because yeah, um, you know, Nick's like unexpected playoff, like they're in the playoffs right now. And um, you know, the biggest part is obviously their defense, but I'm pretty like the only reason they have like a decent offense, like they're like twentieth in offensive rating. The only reason it's even that high is because of Julius Randle. He's kind of the reason they score points. He's Pretty much like one of their primary playmakers too and overall he's just been playing pretty insane this year
0: yeah, definitely yeah that's that's a very good point like i watched the knicks play obviously when uh, miami went up against them it's really just julius Randle that's keeping this offense afloat because um like when i was watching one of the games i think the heat went on like a huge run right but who was the one guy that kind of kept it within single digits it was Julius Randle. He, he made like three threes in a row. And I was like, what in the world? Like, Julius Randle couldn't do this last year. But, um, you see, his... I feel like he definitely knows that he needs to step up. And he's like pretty much the unspoken leader of the team, which I respect. And um, I feel like... I feel like Thibs is just getting the most out of Randle. I mean, because he's playing him like 38 minutes a game. Or something like that. But uh, Julius Randle is not terrible defensively as well doing um doing almost everything on offense for them and yeah I just feel like you can't yeah you just can't ignore that he's produced this season because the Knicks have been a surprise and you know because they've been such a surprise it's like you need to obviously acknowledge you know, the guy that's been leading it so like I feel like to be honest Julius Randall didn't make my list and then he's one of those yeah, guys that either. are gonna be one of the many snubs In the Eastern Conference, but I would not be mad if he ended up, you know, sneaking in or something like that because he deserves it, honestly.
1: Yeah, because for me, right, he was fighting for a wildcard spot. And, alright, just spoiler alert both of my wildcard spots are guards. I feel like both of these guards just have had better seasons than Julius Randle. But Julius Randle, yeah, there's no denying that he's been great this year he is the main reason why the knicks are an average team they're not like at the bottom of the of the they're not like with the pistons or the wizards right they're like in the playoff hunt. so yeah i could so yeah he's definitely one of like the many snubs that i i thought of
0: wait Grant, you have one more forward right Wait, I'm I, I'm kind of dumb. I thought it was the same format, like guard, guard, forward, forward, center. So, um, <laughs> I put Vucevic as the last person.
1: Vucevic, that's a great pick. I was actually really debating. Yeah, him. I
2: wanted to put him so bad.
1: Yeah, I, I really uh, wanted to put him. Honestly, I probably I probably would put him over Julius Randle. But yeah, Vucevic has been insane season so far. Like, what, 24 and, like, almost 12?
2: Yeah, god-tier fantasy player.
0: Yeah, I honestly. He's, he's been putting up, you know, top four <laughs> <laughs> fantasy players. Bro. Is crazy. Honestly, the Magic, the only reason why they are... they are not... <laughs> I mean, they're almost on the same tier as the Pistons right now, but the injuries have played a huge part. Yeah. But the reason why they're still kind of pulling around that 12-11 scene is because of Vsvij, dude. This man is... I know his back is hurting. I literally know this man's back is aching from all the points this man has to put up. And I feel like he's one of those guys where, like, obviously no one really talks about him, but he's a matchup nightmare. Like, um, you know, especially against teams that lack interior defense, like um, the Nets, right? You guys remember that game?
2: Yeah, um, he, he, well, yeah he, he destroyed like,
0: them. Mucevic, like, man, man, DeAndre Jordan, none of those guys could even guard him because he stretched the floor. So, because, you know, like, he play inside and outside so then he just creates this um nightmare of a matchup because centers don't know how to really guard his offensive plan, and he can get boards too and all that stuff and he plays solid defense as well so i feel like he definitely needs some recognition for that for putting up insane numbers so i don't know i just thought that we were we had to stick with the the, the one center thing and the two guards forward so so I, it, Chris it, I'm up. pretty sure now it's uh it's just two backcourt three frontcourt. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> okay, then I would put I would put honestly Chris Middleton then right up there, and then Ljubovic would kind of make it to the wild card then. Yeah. It doesn't really
1: change for you though, right? Because he's still in the All Star game. Which,
0: hey, uh-huh. yeah Uh huh.
1: Yeah. All right. So, <sighs> both of you revealed one of your wild cards. Probably, yeah.
2: Right? yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'll reveal one of mine. I have Trey Young as a wildcard spot, <gasps> even though he's sort of been like up and down this season. He's still been he's still been really good. Like, hold up, I'm gonna check his stats real quick. Yeah. And he's still been putting up basically 26 and 10, right? He's still the leader of the Hawks. The Hawks sort of been underwhelming this year, but. He's he's been he's been like a, I
0: don't know
1: he's had like those like games right where he goes off for like 30, 40 points and yeah I just put him in as a as a wild card spot
2: yeah um I said Sabonis was one of my wild card spots and um I did have to leave Trey Young off because um I think well like you know sp- might be a little biased kicking in, but you know, he is having a great year. And um that is Zach Levine. Yep.
1: Yeah, I have that's that's my other
0: wildcard spot. Yeah. So um, yeah. I couldn't decide, so I put Levine slash Trae on because yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, that because one is my, so close. This one was really hard yeah. because um when you're that's looking so from a purely statistical standpoint, it's there's not even that much of a difference because Zach Levine's averaging more points, obviously, but then Treyong's Young's averaging more assists and all that stuff, and then the points aren't as far off too. And then when you just, but that's when you're looking just at the eye level, right? Just looking at the basic stats. But for me, like the reason why it was so hard to pick one or the over the other because is because like their success this season is literally identical. Like the yeah, I'm win. Overwin- than the Bulls because the Bulls have played one less game than the Hawks, so then oh, I don't know. It was just so hard for me to you know make a distinction between one or the other. So um, I feel like I don't know. Like I I feel like I haven't like heard about Zach Levine having a bad stretch against, but for Trey Young there definitely was a stretch where he was playing pretty bad, like and then I don't know. Trey Young is. It's very confusing to me still because, like, last game, um, what is it, against the Pacers, like, Trey Young didn't even attempt a three-pointer that game. So now I was like, um like, a guy like Trey Young to only put up 15 points like that? I don't know. Like, it doesn't feel consistent for me. Like, I feel like in the beginning of the year, Trey Young was on fire, right? You know, yeah, like, he you know, definitely like, was. Game. Yeah. And you know how, like, the whole, there's, like, a whole debate about the whole free throw thing because um. Uh, people are complaining like this isn't basketball, or like it's really annoying. And I feel like Trae, I don't know if you he kind of heard that, but I think he's been kind of being less. I mean, no, no, never. I was very wrong about that. <laughs> but um <laughs> I don't watch enough Hon- I don't watch Hawks games, so I don't really know. um No, his free throws is- are
1: definitely inconsistent, right? Like he'll have a game where he shoots fourteen. And then just the game before he has one where he shoots like three
0: so yeah, yeah, they've, that's they've the, been yeah inconsistent. Down. i don't know but like with levine i feel like there's a bit more consistency consistency with him yeah. this season so now that i'm talking about it i think i would to, to be honest give it to zach levine because um again he's the reason why the bulls are even you know winning games i feel like like when I look at the the team con- construction, right? If you take Zach Levine out of the Bulls, how many games would they win right now? Probably From two. The of the season. Probably two. I think, think they win like four, <laughs> maybe three or four. Because if Kobe White is your number one option, man, I- I'm not sure. And like when like Kobe White, Lori Markkinen, and then um, Wendell Carter. I don't know. It's like Zach Levine not being there just feels so like such so many more question marks. But then. If You take Trey Young out of Atlanta, I feel like they still have a solid core to win some games. You have John Collins, Clint Capella, um, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter. They DeAndre Hunter had a great has, is having a great season. You know John Collins is still pretty good. Clint Capella is having a great season. So I feel like if you take Trae Young out, they're obviously gonna lose more games. But I feel like Zach Levine's like individual impact is a bit more you know bigger in terms yeah. of like the full success. So i think about it yeah i would give it to zach Levine. thinking about it though
2: my main thing was just the level of efficiency um levine like i think he's been like in recent years he's been like decent efficiency but this year um he's shooting 51 52 percent from the field 43 percent from three and like 86 percent from the free throw line so um yeah that's just like, especially considering like the level of difficulty, the shots he takes, um, yeah, that's just kind of ridiculous to me. So, also another yeah. fantasy stud.
1: Yeah. I just
2: that was I, so close, I, I think, though.
1: That was so close. I think Sorry. at the end of the day, I was debating for the last or just the wild card spots. I was also giving thought to Vucevic, right? Yeah. I was giving thought to Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Julius Randle, Gordon Hayward, yep. and Jeremy Grant. Yeah. Those were my finalists. And yeah, I also thought about really Con Sexton, sad. but I just I just decided, you know what nah, not? Con Sexton. <laughs> yeah. How, he's not on the level of those other
0: guys. But yeah.
2: I also I, did I think, think
0: of Brogdon. There's just so many snubs. Yeah. Man, it hurts to not put Bam or Jimmy on my
1: list at all. Yeah. It really hurt me. if Jimmy played enough games, he would have
0: been in, for sure. No, 100%, because I feel like if Jimmy played, at least, you know, like, if we cut his missed games in half, I feel like the Heat would have won four, like three or four of those games. Yeah, for sure. Their record looks much more better. They're in the fifth seed or fourth seed. And then Jimmy's obviously going to be, oh, he's the reason why they've been winning. He's the anchor. So then, he he would be right in the reserves for me. But, man, the fact that he's missed half the season, and then, um, for me, with Bam, my bias was going to kick in, and I was like, I'm putting him in the wild card spot no matter what. But then, when I look at it, I don't know, there, these past, like, five games, I have not been, I have been really, like, I would have let down by him in his performance, but I just want more from him. Because I feel like we should, Thank I feel you. like people should consider Bam as a... We, we, had, we didn't consider him as a star now, right? And you that's, because of that, you need to be a little bit more criti- critical of his game, right? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. He got a Supermax extension and obviously he was an all-star last year and he's shown, like he's obviously shown that he can, you know, take a, a step even further but, man, these last few games have been so frustrating for me because, like, Emerson playing aggressive. It's
2: yeah. really,
0: it's really frustrating to watch. Um, uh, I can give an example, like, against the... Blinking out. The Rockets. Against the Rockets, that game. Um, Bam was... There were so many mismatches, right? Where, there was, like, some possessions where Eric Gordon was guarding him. But Bam ended up passing it out. And then he would just... He just wouldn't use his body and stuff like that. And then, like, Bam has been shooting inefficient. I, I was... I'm very shocked about that. Like, last game against the Jazz, he shot... 7-for-17 Seven against the Rockets. He shot like 30-something percent. Then, I don't know. It's just like the string this string of bad games has kind of made me a little bit more critical of Bam's play recently. And if you look at guys like um, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, I feel like um, they've been more consistent. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm just being... I put them on a higher pedestal now with uh, in terms of individual success for Bam and Jimmy. So then, man, I don't know. It's been so frustrating. Like, yesterday's Jazz game, dude, that was so frustrating to watch. Stuff. So, I don't know. I just feel like I didn't want to get my bias in the way. It just it makes me look kind of bad. Because I feel like Levine deserves it more. So
2: Yeah, I think Bam is, like, he's still a great all-around player, of course. But I think I he's, deserve- st- he's still, like, developing as a consistent score. Like, um, because, you know, coming out of, like, college he wasn't really seen as that you know like he was averaging like yeah. like 10 points eight points but like he's still developing as a player and i think like you know that's where the inconsistency scoring wise really comes in
0: yeah and I, I mean as a heat fan you can't expect him to score 23 it's, Yeah, it's not gonna happen not right now and i i know that people like me might ask for too much from him but i mean i feel like he's just grown so much to the point where just place these expectations on him so Can't be like super critical because then I'm just being you know um, at this point. But I don't know. I just feel like Zach Levine honestly kind of deserves it more.
1: Yeah, I remember. I think it was like three or four weeks ago. We were like discussing about this a little bit. That I did have Bam over Zach Levine, but then like how Grant said, Bam like recently Bam has taken a little bit of a step back. Zach Levine has taken a step up to where I feel like. (laughs) If I would put Bam, I would have to put him over Trey Young. But I just feel like Trey Young this season has been better than Bam. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: I think Bam definitely in the future is going to make like a lot more like all star teams as he keeps progressing.
0: 100%, dude. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, sure, sure. yeah, he's going to develop that jumper. It's going to be money. Bam's game is going to be insane in the next two three years. But sure, year, I think. I think it's just because of the circumstances, you know. The Heaters still injured. Yeah. I can't believe that. Dude. Like, how are we still missing, guys? It's yeah. Like, we can't catch a break. Oh, I mean, missing. Think, Drogic. uh, Drogic's out still. I, he, I think he sprained his foot or something. Avery Bradley tore his calf or, like, strained his calf. And, oh, like, I was like, Moe Harkless. I don't know. They're they, they were supposed to be, like, the Jay Crowder, Derrick Jones replacement, but he's out because he, like, his hip or something like that. Damn. I don't know, man. It's just there's just still a lack of consistency. It's not man. even I feel COVID. Like Bam is Bam is putting that pressure on himself to take a step forward and be the offense, like that catalyst for the offense. Like I can't, I can't, I can't complain about that. He's taking that responsibility, but it's just like with that greater responsibility, there's gonna be a greater risk for you know things like inefficiency and you know. yeah, just like just looks a little more sloppy. So. Yeah, I think I think that's enough. <laughs> okay, we can move on to the Western Conference. Stuff. Yeah. So, I I feel like this is a Let's little bit one, more. Let's go one by one, one by one. Yeah, I feel like this. We this probably, probably have the same one front one. five. Yeah, I feel like we, we do, but we'll start with the first guard spot. Um, I have Steph. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh man, like, is there any debate?
2: Nah, like just. No debate. Pretty He's basic.
0: Just, just, saying, yeah. Yeah, and then um the other guard I have Luca. have Dame. I have Dame,
2: Dame. also.
1: <laughs> Alright, oh, so, so. I don't Here's the
2: mm-hmm.
1: thing, right? Luca and Dame, I actually debated about this for a while. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that uh, Shayon also picked Dame uh, over Luca. I think Luca's probably going to get because he is more popular than Dame. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. So he's getting mo- more votes, stuff like that. But I feel like Luca and Dame this season production-wise has been really similar the only difference is that the Blazers are the fit seed while yeah the Mavericks are out of the playoffs yeah and I feel like the main thing that's not being talked about is how the Blazers are still winning yeah, without CJ sure. or Yusuf Nurkic they're second third best player for and sure. that's of course you uh props to like uh Gary Trent, right? And uh Ooh, Simon Zane. Oh, Yeah, Melo too, right? Uh props to them for like stepping it up. But uh, it, it's still uh a lot of that goes to like Dame, right? Because Dame has been the leader. Like the mm-hmm. uh, that Chicago Bulls game like from a while back. He is legit the reason why they won. Bro, I cried. Yeah he's just been he's just been amazing this season.
2: Yeah i think that's pretty much the biggest difference like their their record pretty much but luca has pretty much brought them back almost they're the ninth seed right now when they were like 13th or 14th like a while ago but you know it was really close yeah it was really close
0: Uh, i spent a lot of time debating with them i think the biggest thing that i thought of was then the the day pick the starters it's by vote so then luca's gonna get a ton more votes than I wouldn't say a ton more, but Luca is going to get the edge over Dame, I think, in terms of. Winning. So, I feel like, from a logistical standpoint, do Luca is most likely going to be a starter. And yeah, I agree. But honestly, yeah, I spent a good amount of time debating that, too, because of the team success. Um, it's only been recently where the maps start, have started winning and building more momentum, but. And you can't, like, ignore fact that dame has kept the blazers afloat you know near the up half of the western conference i think speaks volume to his impact on the team um you know, like you said with cj and Nurkic out it's like i feel like the biggest question one is who's gonna take us who's gonna step up because it's like you lose your i mean i feel like in the beginning of the season cj you could i feel like he was legit like the best scorer because he was yeah Yeah, he he was was he was 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 scoring more than dude he was scoring more than dame yeah he was he was super efficient and yeah he's just like i was like dude i wasn't expecting this from cj he's averaging like 27 and a half i think before he got injured cj's been playing he was playing great and then nurkic he was starting to pick things up and then he breaks his was it was it did he fracture his wrist i i
1: think it was he broke it
0: yeah broke it oh yeah but like he broke his wrist, right? And then it's like, oh, you really don't know who's going to step up, right? Beyond, I mean, you'd obviously expect Dame to step up, but wow, I mean, dame has been something of great. I mean, he's really embraced this challenge, and you know, he's the reason why they're the fifth seed alongside, as like Gary Trent and Ness and and Cantor. So, yeah, it was just a little bit tough, but it just came down to the logical standpoint for me. Like, I, I feel like Lucas, just end up, he's going to end up getting more popular votes. So Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. bro honestly
1: this is just like if I had a vote right I would put Dame over Luca, but I still believe that Lucas Luka gonna yeah. make it over yeah
2: mm-hmm. bro honestly that's so unfortunate for CJ bro he I think he was definitely gonna make the all-star team this year like that was his best chance yeah, for sure and yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah I honestly man a lot of these guys with the injuries I feel like this list would look so much more different if those guys didn't end up getting injured it's like it's not just, like, four or five games, too. cg has been out for, I think he's out for, like, two months. In yeah. Day. So like, it's, like, it's tough. It's going to take a lot of votes away. So.
2: And I don't think he's going to make one in the future, either, because of all the upcoming players. Like, it's going to be it's, much harder. So he's probably going to go down as one of the best players to never make an all-star team, for sure.
0: Like a Mike Conley?
2: Yep.
0: So uh, we'll go on to the fourth spot. I, I feel like well we're, we're all
2: in the yep, same page. Yeah, yeah yeah, Bron Kawhi Jokic.
1: Yep yep no, it shouldn't be any other way. Honestly LeBron, yeah. Yeah LeBron has been especially as of late he's definitely like carried the Lakers to some close wins mm-hmm. and uh yeah in my opinion I still think. As of right now, he's probably number two in MVP. MVP, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Jokic, I mean, Jokic, top three MVP. Jokic has been amazing this year, too. And Kawhi, he's quietly...
2: Dominating.
1: Yeah, he's been dominating. And the Clippers are also really good,
0: too. And, yeah, I feel like there's, there's just no debate. Yeah, especially with PG being out past like five or six games or, yeah, five games I think man, I mean Kawhi's been stepping up and, and Kawhi is still that elite two-way player and I feel like another thing with, with, I feel like this is consistent with both Kawhi and PG like both of their playmaking, I feel like they gradually improve each year
2: Yeah,
0: it's kind of yeah, insane sure. how, um, you know, it's like Kawhi's evolution especially uh, I feel like these past couple seasons he's Obviously, he's uh, kind of being asked to do more offensively, so then, it's just, you know, great to see those guys um, expand their games to just, you know, scoring and, and maybe moving off the ball. And, and Oh, they're very good. They can facilitate, too. So, yeah, I feel like there's just no debate, though. Like, LeBron's top two MVP. Jokic is top three. Kawhi is, like, top five, maybe? Top six?
2: Yeah, I'd have him, like, I six-ish, think, yeah. seven-ish, LeBron, yeah.
0: Six-ish? Yeah, I would have him around six, so... Now, there's another bait. I feel like before the season, you would feel like I, I think I would have said um, AD over Kawhi, but then AD
2: just been Kawhi just pretty played. inconsistent this been, year.
1: Yeah, especially yeah. offensively, he hasn't been that great. Defensively, he's still AD, right? He's still going to bring down defense. The, yeah. yeah but, but look, offensively, he's definitely taken a
0: step back this year.
2: Also, thank you, Kawhi, for not load managing. I wanted to say that. Thank you for not load uh, managing. I'm
0: so so frustrated about that. I remember (laughs) you were saying how, like, Kawhi and LeBron, there's such uh, big question marks because of the load managing thing. Dude, those guys legit haven't rested unless it was because of injuries. Like, I'm so confused. It's kind of crazy, though. that's, That's crazy. Honestly, crazy. Especially LeBron. I didn't think that LeBron would be playing, like, literally all the games.
1: I thought Kawhi was definitely gonna like sit out back to back, so I'm not gonna lie. And now he's like playing.
0: Oh,
2: great for my fantasy, bro. That's true. <laughs> I took yeah. such a big risk.
0: I need PG back though. Please come back. But um, we got a little off track, but we can <laughs> go on to the reserves. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the reserves. I mean, I we mentioned Luca. Luca slash Dame, right? Yeah. yeah. I have Dame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's the, the other guard. You guys
2: have for the other guard? Um. Okay. So, you know, I thought he was going to take a very big step this year. Um, he's been kind of underwhelming, but, you know, he's still, I think he still deserves it. I do have Devin Booker. Devin he, He's in the wild card.
1: He's in my wild card.
2: Like.
0: He's in my wild card because I have Donovan Mitchell.
2: Yeah, yeah, I have Mitchell in my wild card. It was pretty much interchangeable yeah. for me.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I mean, the best team in the NBA right now, their offensive leader, Donovan Mitchell, he deserves an all-star
0: spot for sure. Uh, no yeah, 100%. 100% because yeah. the Jazz are the literally the best team in the NBA, 22-5. How could you not have an all-star <laughs> on that team? So then obviously you have to give it up to Donovan Mitchell. So, yeah. Um, but in terms of D-Book, playing great too and he's the reason he's a big reason why him and Chris Paul are the big reasons why the Suns are in the, the, the fourth seed right now so I mean um, you know obviously both picks are not bad at all but I just feel like uh, the Jazz's success you just have to uh, reward that success so yeah I had to not even mutual
2: yeah, yeah, it was yeah.
1: I was also the same with Sheaam right I thought Evan Booker was going to go crazy right especially uh I thought his assists were going to drop, and they did, but I thought he was going to be scoring a lot more next to yeah. yeah, And, into- uh, I mean, lately he's picked up, right? The last three games he's had over 30 points in each of them. But, yeah, I feel like he has been a little bit underwhelming. But lately he's picked it up, and he still deserves an all-star
0: spot.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um. So then for the forward spot... God. Um, I have. <sighs> I'll, I'll just go with the the two I feel like are gonna be locks. Uh, I have AD and PG. Yeah, and my I do. Um,
2: God, I did not want to put this dude, bro.
0: We we briefly mentioned how AD's been pretty underwhelming this season in terms of offensive game, but um, you know it's AD. I think he'll figure it out. You know, so yeah. Like, and defensively, he still has so much value. So. You can't criticize him too much because he provides a lot of defensive value. And with PG, I mean, PG was playing like an MVP, honestly. Yeah,
1: at the beginning of the season, I'm not going to lie, he was playing better than Kawhi. And he
2: then, was, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and then after that, Kawhi starts stepping it up. And then Paul George, did he get hurt or was it... Autistic? He got
0: hurt. He hurt his toe. He
1: got hurt, right? Uh, Yeah. yeah. He got then, hurt, but-
0: missed a few games, yeah. Yeah, but then it's just like, man, PG's been playing great in general this season. Uh, Especially that first, like, is it 10-15 games? Like, he's playing MVP, honestly. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I just feel like you just can't ignore his production. I feel like those two are locks for sure. Uh, Yeah, 100%. um, (laughs) Even if, like, I don't know. Yeah, I just can't see a world where they don't get it, honestly, because they're putting up the numbers and... People can hate on some of those guys as much as they want, but they are all stars, so Yeah. And then the last front court, I wanna hear Oh. To say, if you don't have this guy,
2: I'm a. Oh. I'm go bro, you off see I I have him. I have him, but like bro, I don't wanna say it. But like, you know, I'll I'll just you know, I'll give it to Rudy Gobert. You know, um Gobert.
1: Oh he's got sure. Gobert in
2: there. You know Jokic Jokic's son, he's kinda he's doing pretty good this season. You know, he still has the same defensive impact, and I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean the best team. Yeah, he is their defensive leader, and I watched the Bucks and uh, Jazz game right, where the Jazz steamrolled the Bucks, and uh, yeah, Rudy Gobert was just his presence alone was enough to like impact the Giannis. Like, I'm pretty sure Giannis only had like two points in the first half. Which is insane. And then I'm pretty sure Giannis was going to end with like maybe like 17 or 19. But then at the end, when the game was already over, he just kept stat padding and just kept getting free dunks. <laughs> so that's how, he, that's how he ended with 20 something. So it didn't look that bad. But yeah, if you watch the game, Gobert
0: was clamping Giannis up. Oh, yeah. I watched the Heat game yesterday. Dude, no. Oh, my goodness. They could not score in paint, dude. Like they legit cannot score in the paint. Gobert's, really, i that's the one thing that Gobert's been consistent with his uh his entire career. It feels like, like just putting his arms up, shakes the defender, uh the offensive player, just the hands up, cause <laughs> it forces them to alter their shot a little bit, and it's like oh it could be free block for him or you know scare um offensive player away from driving the basket. So um. He's the reason why the Jazz are in great defense, and yeah. so he has some highlights too, you know. Like, he dunked on Giannis, you know. Like, in this, this, yeah. like mm. I just feel like, um, we can get rid of this narrative about Gobert now, like, you know, the overpaid BS and stuff. Like, Gobert mm. just, like didn't play I like think that he much. might be a little bit overpaid, but he is so still, overpaid, yeah. still He's, is overpaid. But in my opinion, he should be a lot.
2: Yeah Yeah, I'll play. give him that.
0: Yeah, I feel like no I feel like he is still a bit overpaid, but that shouldn't just be the reason why we downplay him. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for sure. He
1: he probably is the most the most impactful defensive player in the league right now. If Honestly. I'm thinking that.
2: No, I'm giving Honestly. it to Draymond, but you know what? I'll I'll put Gobert there. <laughs> I'll put Gobert there, sure.
1: Yeah, if it was prime Draymond when Draymond was, you know, a bit faster, I definitely think it is Draymond. But yeah, I think it, as of right now, it's yeah, yeah.
2: Go-bear. You can give it to Go Gobert. I'mma just yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> we don't. We should stop talking about it. It's gonna make Sheon hurt. <laughs> yeah, bro,
2: it was it was difficult putting them on this list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our one
1: Walker spot. Our one Mitchell. D-Book slash Dombie Mitchell, right? Where yeah. you didn't have as a starter. Yeah. Or not starter, Uh, the reserve. And then he's yes. your second guy. I'm really curious about the second
0: guy. This was hard for me, honestly. I, to be honest, I had a, I had a slash. It was like this guy or the other. For me, it's Christian Wood or Zion.
2: Oh, really? I put De'Aaron Fox.
1: Yeah, all right. So wow. I actually took out Christian Wood, right? I feel like if Christian Wood was healthy... I feel like he will get the spot. But yeah, for me, at the end of the day, I was debating Zion or De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron Fox has been really nice. Mm-hmm. But I just think Zion putting up like 24, 25 points on like 60. You know, y'all know his efficiency? Base.
0: Dude, his efficiency is actually insane. Like, because yeah, I have fantasy, right? The past five games, the is shooting 72%. He's going twenty. Yeah,
1: yesterday, or was it 20. yesterday he before? One he shot. Was like,
2: yeah, one 14 shot. Fourteen for
0: fifteen. Wasn't he twelve for twelve in the first half or something? Yeah, like something there? like, yeah, like he was that. Eleven for eleven, and then he missed. 11, the for, yeah. But still, like Zion's efficiency is actually insane. I think Zion is generally one of the only like, when we talk about an unstoppable player, there's not many people on that list, right? But Zion has to go on the list because he's so strong, big. Like, no one can stop him when he drives the paint. Yeah. The only he's hope
1: you like have- Giannis, is- right?
0: Yeah, the only way you could really stop him is by building a wall. That's- building a wall, I mean. and then, yeah, just take a charge or something. Like, that's your only hope. And honestly- Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, wait, wait. Go ahead. No,
2: but, like, I-, I like the Giannis comparison, but also, like, with him, I feel like he can develop into a better finisher because he's so skilled around the rim. Like, Giannis, he's more kind of, like, um, you know, he- he'll just go for the dunks, like, most of the time. Zion around the rim, like he's he's actually very like skilled. He has nice touch, like
0: he has like he has nice finesse. Too, yeah. To the rim. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, Compo is what eleven feet tall, so he can yeah. Jump, but yeah. Uh, Zion definitely has more craft. I feel like he has more room to improve with like his craft and um his free throw is improved too. I think that's no one really talks about that. Zion's free throw, he doesn't kill me as much in fantasy anymore of um, these past like couple weeks shooting like. I'm not 100% accurate on this, but I think he's shooting almost 80%, like 70, high 70 70. Flat.
2: Yeah, he's at 70. 70
0: flat? Oh, so an improvement.
2: Accurate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll take that. Better than Giannis's free throw percentage for sure, but um, yeah, I feel like, no, it's just like, Zion is just such an, like, let's have to admit, right, he's an unstoppable force right now. Yeah. Yeah, just,
2: yeah, I'd give like, him that.
1: He drives the basket. Like, There's no crazy. way you're guarding him one-on-one, right? Even yeah. two-on-one, there's still... Like, depending on those two players, maybe you could guard him, but it needs to be, like, two elite defensive players
0: in order yeah. to guard him. Yeah, yeah, those guys that can hold their own ground, for sure. But, um, yeah, and but then yeah, Zion... He's definitely defense. unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's so. unstoppable, and then he's improved defensively as well, so... um, Well, it's like a slow progression in terms of his defensive game but um, I, I just I just wanted to give it to Zion because of his insane efficiency and the Falcons are still in the playoff mix um, but De'Aaron Fox is not a bad pick at all. I, I consider yeah. him a good because he's been putting up he's the leader right now for the Kings and he's putting up great um, scoring numbers assists is very good too so he's not a bad pick at all.
2: Yeah especially this past stretch he's kind of just been taking over really like, especially in the fourth quarter, um, he's just been, like, pretty much just lighting everyone up. Like, um, 30-point games, like, 40-point games, he's been putting up, like, career highs and stuff. He's just kind of taking over. And he's pretty much the only reason the Kings... Not only reason, but he's the primary reason the Kings are, you know, this good. And um. also, I think his shooting has taken, like, a pretty big step forward, if I'm not mistaken
0: he takes a bit um, like the couple of games I watch I think he's definitely he's a little more comfortable with just taking spot of threes because I don't think he's done that the past couple of seasons but um, this season he's been you know if the defense gives it to him he'll pull up for three so I don't think he really does that often but and then I think the main criticism I have for Deer and Fox is to be better at free throws oh yeah to be way better at free throws for, especially for a point guard but like a Russell Westbrook wow. right now. Wow, he's worse than at free throws. That's insane. Like, I, I don't know. He's, um, I feel like that's the one thing that keeps, that holds him back from really being that dominant um, guy, like down the stretch, you know what I mean? Because, um, like, when I watched the Heat and uh, Kings game a couple weeks back. De'Aaron Fox was literally the only reason why they came back from double digits. Because he just put his head down, just took it to the rim. he get fouled or he make the end one. He would set up for his teammates when he drives the basket. It was just the free throws. Like he missed. I think he shot fifty percent that game, and then they lost by one. So those free throws come back to bite you. So I feel like if he was, you know, seventy-five percent at this point, be that'd be good for his game. He'd be even better. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: Notable snubs I had was, I think. All right, if. Christian Wood was healthy. I would probably put him in over Zion. Yeah. If CJ was healthy. I'd put him over either Devin Booker or Donovan Mitchell, whichever one, Yeah, for sure. And then other snubs I had were Brandon Ingram. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you can only give one Pelican player, right? And I feel like Zion might have a better season so far, even though Brandon Ingram's still been amazing. I had De'Aaron Fox, John Morant, Shea, and uh, Chris Paul, those were my other notable snubs. I feel like John Morant, the Grizzlies have been really good. It's just that if you look at John Morant's stats,
2: yeah, it's, it's just not like
1: haven't haven't been. He's like the same John Morant as last year almost.
2: Yeah. Also, uh, for on for like honorable mentions, I did add uh, two more players to that. I added DeRozan and um, Mike Conley. Just because, I th- yeah, you know, like Spurs playoff team. But um, the main thing with DeRozan is uh, I didn't put him in. Like I was pretty much very well considering it. But um, the Spurs are like pretty much just as good without him as they are with him, like impact wise. Uh, because the bench for them is so good, and I think a big reason why the Spurs are where they are in the standings is because of how people around him are playing and not really just him, you know, like Keldon Johnson, DeJounte Murray is having like elite season defensively especially. And then um Patty Mills, he's like one of the best six men right now. And then um yeah, just overall just players like like them just, you know, stepping it up.
1: Yeah, for sure. Such a spurs type team.
0: Yeah, just team play. It's like no, no guy's gonna stand out. Everyone plays to their hard. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, do I don't just, really have any other notes because you guys all mentioned them. Do
1: you guys remember when before the season started, I said Domeret might have a sophomore slump, and then yeah, the he's
2: kind of having
1: before. it. He, I think that take is getting pretty accurate as. A yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Hey man, Jaw was out because of an injury. Let's just say that yeah. it's because
1: the he yeah, might be bothering him. I really think that might be why because before the injury he's been he was like really good, right? He made that take like look like I don't look like a Stephen A take or something like that, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh since that injury he hasn't been himself, like especially efficiency wise.
2: Yeah, for sure i would have put zion to be honest if they just like fed him the ball more because i think that's a pretty big problem with like the pelicans like they just don't work as well together as i would like um you know that last game right he shot 12 for 12 in the first half and i think it's pretty inexcusable to only have him take three shots in the second half Um, for sure like come on like I think he's averaging twenty four right now, which is obviously great. But for his level of efficiency and like how well he produces like points per possession wise, I think you have to like feed him more than you are right now.
1: Yeah, and the, the more you feed him, the more he could be used as like a decoy to get o- like other people open, right? Like Lonzo so- yeah. so really well. Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Uh, you don't really want Eric Blesso shooting open threes. But, <laughs> uh, like, so para Lewis, yeah. They've
0: they have like that can hit it. Yeah, for sure. And then it's just I still don't understand why they still play Steven Adams in Zion. I know they paid him. I would rather see Zion at the five. Yeah, so, Adams. I know. I, I think, know. Like it, yeah. it works kind of. Like I know. I heard that. I, to be honest, I don't watch Pelicans games, but I people have, I've seen people saying like Stephen Adams does is smart to kind of figure out when Zion you know is gonna come in the lane so he doesn't like completely clog it up. But there are still times when as, uh, Steven Adams does clog up the uh, the paint. It still just doesn't seem like a good fit in general. So they should experiment at least. In, um, Thirty-four miles Turner. Facts. I, that, that would imagine. Oh, not be a bad at all. <laughs> That'd be pretty
2: from Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and
0: I, that then Pacers really one to trade Mauser, so. Yeah, and then oh another thing was Ion. I'm just glad he's getting minutes. That's that's another thing too. Yeah. Zion, you know, like uh, last season, he wouldn't even get. He'd barely get thirty minutes. Like that would be too much. But then like, the past two games, he's played like thirty-seven minutes. So. I mean, if you can keep up that thirty-five-minute, you know, per game number, I mean, Zion's production is gonna stay consistent. And then hopefully, they'll figure it out to feed him more often because, uh, damn, the level of efficiency and uh, the benefits you reap from de- the defense collapsing in on Zion is you know, a lot of value with that. So, it's
2: so crazy <laughs> how under talked about he is now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we could talk about that another time, though. The whole yeah. Overrated streamed,
1: to underrated, underrated,
0: extremely underrated. But yeah. um, I think we'll end off today's episode there. So, uh, those are our picks for the All Stars uh, All Star teams this year. So, um, yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, check out all of our socials: uh, Instagram at switchcentral.mba, uh TikTok at switchcentral, and we will catch you in the next episode. Peace.
2: Peace. Peace.